This episode of Radio Techers is brought to you in part by Trip Surfer Vacations. Travel is opening up again, and we know you're ready to go. Trip Surfer Vacations has great all-inclusive packages for your next beach vacation and all the info you need to know about your next trip. So whether you're headed to the Cancun, Cozumel, Cabo, or the Caribbean, Trip Surfer Vacations has you guys covered. We even have partnerships for European adventures as well. So we know you're ready to go. Visit TripSurferVacations.com and let them know that Radio Techers sent you. Y'all have fun out there. How did we become Central Ohio's most trusted team of orthopedic experts? We focus on what matters most, our patients. At Orthopedic One, we know we're only at our best when we're helping you get better. And every day, your commitment to overcoming pain and injury inspires and moves us. That's why we bring our best every day to earn your trust. Find a physician near you at orthopedicone.com. What up, everybody? It's the Texas Gentleman, Tanner Pruitt. I wanted to welcome you to the first ever Series of Unfortunate Events episode. This is in partnership with Brain Buster Radio, so if you haven't done so yet, subscribe to Brain Buster Radio and tune in every Tuesday to hear the Series of Unfortunate Events. Thank you again, and enjoy the show. This episode of Headlock Talk is brought to you by... Austin-based company Naturally Hemp's and their new line of CBD gummies. These gummies are made with 100% baked-in, pharmaceutical-grade, non-isolate-based CBD. What we're talking about here is the entourage effect. The entourage effect refers to the stronger effect you get when combining multiple cannabinoids together, as opposed to just CBD. Full-spectrum CBD, or CBD distillate, tends to be more potent and last longer, which is what we're talking about here. Unlike some other brands that use a spray-on CBD, Naturally Hemp CBD distillate is baked in, so you know you're getting the full dose with each gummy. I personally use them for all kinds of things, like sleep aid or muscle pain. And did I mention they taste great? They got five flavors. Uh, strawberry, green apple, lemon lime, watermelon, and get this, the orange flavor has vitamin C in it. Ooh. So... If this sounds like something you could go for, head over to your nearest Create-A-Sig vape shop and pick yours up today to see for yourself the difference Naturally Hemp's gummies can make in your life. And just when you thought it was safe, Headlock Talk is coming to you with the first ever episode of the series of unfortunate events. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, we're taking on WCW Halloween Havoc from 1995 and it's truly much scarier than the Hulk Hogan sex tape. And welcome, of course, to another fun-filled episode of Headlock Talk, ladies and gentlemen. We are back. Oh, snap. Oh, snap. Indeed. And this is a little bit different, because uh, this week, actually, Stephen, uh, you're Skyping in. I am. Yes, hello. Yeah. Over the interwebs. Over over the interwebs, of course. <laughs> how, are, how are things looking on your end, Stephen? Oh, man, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, pretty excited for this episode. I got a lot to say. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we both have a lot to say. Um, of course, um, 
as of the time of this recording here, um, we're, we're doing this a little bit in advance, uh, as I will be away uh, for a few weeks. Uh, so we wanted to go ahead and make sure that you guys had, uh, of course, your fill of headlock talk while I'm gone. Uh, so, <clears throat> without further ado, uh, we surmised over a listing of the worst pay-per-views of all time. <laughs> <laughs> And one by one, Steven and I will take to reviewing them. And of course, maybe in the future, if you guys really like what we're doing here um, with doing these uh, worst review wrestle shows, um, then just hit us up with whatever you want us to watch, and I guess yes. we'll give it a try. Just remember, listeners, we're doing this for you. Yeah. <laughs> we, we are We are going through this for you. Yeah. It's uh, This one wasn't so bad. I mean, I mean, there was good stuff for sure. Right. Um, it, it was just extremely overshadowed by some other things. <laughs> <laughs> well, just so that way we can break it here for the listeners, this week's review will be all about WCW Halloween Havoc from 1995. Uh, this one is notable for a, a lot of different reasons, mm-hmm. um, but mostly here. Um, so, in 1995, Hulk Hogan was in an embattled situation here, uh, with, I believe it was the Dungeon of Doom. Um, you know, uh, they, um, they were out, uh, to destroy Hulkamania, which, um, as we all know, is the most powerful force in the universe, right? Indeed. As of 1995. (laughs) (laughs) Um... So, uh, the big angle here that I can remember from my childhood when seeing this was um, Hulk Hogan was riding his motorcycle somewhere, and he parked his motorcycle like along the side of the road, and then the giant, who um, of course is, is now known as the Big Show, mm. um, he was being billed as Andre the Giant's son, uh, and of course a, a man of... Uh, the giant's size needs to have a giant truck. Uh, <laughs> so he runs over Hulk Hogan's prized motorcycle with his giant truck. Uh, monster truck, rather. And That's very important. It's a monster truck. It's very important. And mm-hmm. this leads to Hulk Hogan turning to the dark side. Uh, uh, also notable, uh, the, the Dungeon of Doom uh, actually shaved off Hulk Hogan's mustache in the middle of a match one night. Uh, yeah. So he's mustacheless, dude. Seeing Hulk Hogan without a mustache makes me realize, and I don't mean anything. Uh, I'm not trying to be like mean to Hulk Hogan, but his chin is so sharp. Yeah, it, it's like the crimson chin. Uh, if you've ever seen that, uh, was it Fairly Odd Parents? Just saying, it's a very sharp chin. Like. If you ever saw your dad shave his mustache off for the first time, this is exactly how it would look. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're like, yeah. something's amiss. What's going on here? And like, I actually have <clears> before, <throat> and it's very off-putting. Yes. Uh, <laughs> my father once did the same. Well, he, he shaved off all of his beard, and I was like, what the hell did you do that for? Yeah. Right? <laughs> now I don't know who you are. Yeah, see, my, my dad had a goatee like all of my life yeah. and uh, and one day he just decided to shave off just the mustache part uh, without really telling anybody and uh, yeah it was very strange hmm yeah man anyways 
Uh, as, as, as far as facial hair goes, since this is the mid-90s, you'll see plenty of it here if you uh, are to watch this show upon our review. Yeah. Um, some matches that uh, took place on this uh, pre-show here. Uh, Eddie Guerrero, uh, of course, competed. He defeated uh, Disco Inferno. Uh, Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff uh, actually defeated the Renegade, uh, who, if you remember... Uh, was actually a WCW knockoff of the Ultimate Warrior. Mm. This was not actually the Ultimate Warrior himself. They just hired a lookalike guy and painted his face with a giant R in the middle of it. Ah, like the Ultimate Warriors, right? Nailed it. Yeah, he he got <laughs> they got that one right. Um, lawsuits later, you know, they did ultimately get the Ultimate Warrior, but you know. Uh, Took some time from them. Mm. Um, <clears throat> Chris Benoit and Dean Malenko tag teamed in a match together against the Blue Bloods, which would have been uh, Stephen Regal. We all know him now as William Regal, mm-hmm. and Earl Robert Eaton, um, who um, I I don't really. Um, oh yes, uh, the name sounded familiar. Uh, he uh, he was in the the Midnight Express. Um, uh, at one point, so there you go, mm. Blue Bloods, and then of course uh, Craig Pittman, uh, uh, Sergeant Craig Pittman, rather a a, a Navy SEAL, or uh, I'm sorry, a, a Marine, rather. Uh, ah. Yes, the distinct okay. difference there. Yeah, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, defeated uh, VK Wall Street, who we would know uh, today as IRS. Uh, mm. The father of Bray Wyatt. Ah, yeah. Okay. So, see, this is kind of cool because, like, this uh, took place before I was born. Right. So, uh, this show is these... this show is older than Steven. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, so, a lot of these names are kind of going over my head, but uh, yeah, I also wasn't able to see. Uh, was this? I guess this is their equivalent of a pre-show. Yeah. Uh, th- yeah. This would be like a kind of a runner-up show. Okay, yeah. I so we weren't able or I wasn't able to see this. Um I do recognize some names off of there, but a lot of them are just like okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um but that's cool. Robert Robert Eaton, Earl Robert Eaton. Yeah. Bray Wyatt's dad. That's awesome. Uh no, not Earl Robert Eaton. Uh VK oh. VK Wall Street. VK Wall Street. Yeah. His, me. Yeah. Um his, his real name is Mike Rotunda. Mm, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, he fought the uh, uh, Sergeant Craig Pittman, the the Marine. I see. I see. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think me... I'm following. <laughs> so far, so good. I mean, yeah. you didn't get to watch any of this, and nor did I when I rewatched it. But uh, just some some notes here on the pre-show. It sounds like uh, some interesting stuff. Yeah. Let's get to what we did watch. In fact, Stephen. Mm-hmm. The the opening match here, Johnny B. Bad takes on Diamond Dallas Page, who was then the WCW World Television Champion. Mm. Uh, this match um, was actually the second longest match in the entire card. <laughs> Which it had no right to be that long. Right. Um, I believe the story here was, uh, I think Johnny B. Bad was kind of like an up-and-comer, and DDP was like, you know, you're so dumb and broke and blah, 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 you'll never take my world television title. And uh, Yeah, 
an, an standard wrestling match. stuff. Yeah, you know, uh, DDP is great. I mean, I I don't think he ever was bad at all. Right. Yeah. What did you think of this match, Stephen? I mean, it, it was interesting. Um, I I feel like they really didn't. Um, I don't know. They didn't really have very good chemistry throughout the match. It was mm. very. Uh, it seemed very sloppy. Mm. Uh, a, a lot of the time, a lot of the moves were just like really not executed very well. Mm-hmm. Um, the the whole spot where you know uh, Johnny B. Bad or or a Johnny B. Bad lookalike uh, comes out off the ramp, and then Johnny B. Bad comes out, and the real Johnny B. Bad comes out and it attacks uh, DDP from behind and then they go like outside of the ring into the crowd and there's this weird squash part and and then I believe it's uh Johnny B bad puts a a bucket over DDP or was it the other way around Um I'm trying to remember here I think you have it right Yeah it, if 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 we're wrong then you know let us know but I think you have it right Yeah it was it was just kind of a strange match uh it had it had very weird momentum. Uh, yeah. Hmm. What did you think of it? I mean, it was fine. I mean, obviously, as, as I noted, it went, like, at least five minutes way too long. Like, mm-hmm. like way, way too long. Like, it, it, like, there were times where it was, like, um, it had that, like, oh, it's like a WrestleMania match. Like, you know, the... The, the deep, you know, pin counts, you know, two and a halves, two point nines, whatever. And, right. And then finally, um, you know, Bad wins the title. Um, spoiler. Well, whatever. I mean, this show's 25 years old. Whatever. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, yeah. Johnny B. Bad went on to become Mark Merrow uh, in, in WWF and ah. uh, competed, I believe, at WrestleMania 14. Uh, so, you know, uh, Mark Merrow, what a guy. Uh, <laughs> what a guy! Yeah, uh, Diamond Dallas Page, of course, went on for a, a long stint, became you know uh, WCW champion multiple times, uh, was the smiling guy in WWE, mm. uh, secretly filmed the Undertaker's wife while she was sunbathing. Ah, <laughs> that was an angle. Tasteful. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, and of course, uh, is now uh, quite the entrepreneur. Oh, oh, you know, owns and operates. Uh, DDP Yoga, which is a fantastic um, uh, program, of course, if you do oh. yoga. All right, then. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit of a little bit of history there for you. Yeah. Uh, the Macho Man Randy Savage uh, took oh, on. Do we want to do? Oh. we want to do ratings? Yeah, sure. Go ahead and give me a rating here, Stephen. Um. So I gave this match one and a half stars. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it, it was just like you said. It's it's crazy, crazy long for for what it was. Um, I I think the momentum was super weird throughout the match. There were some cool spots. Uh-huh. Um, so that I mean that's why I gave it the one and a half stars. But I mean that really the the thing that weighed on me was just the length of this match. It just, it just would never end. Well, that's uh oh I mean uh, that's understandable. Uh, one and a half seems. Uh, for me, just a little bit too harsh. I'm gonna give it the the full two personally. Fair uh, it, it was it was good, um, but yeah, 17 minutes is a long, 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 long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh. Uh. 
the next matchup was uh, the Macho Man Randy Savage taking on the Zodiac, and uh, the the Zodiac is a man who's gone by many names. He used to be <laughs> he used to be the Booty Man, not the Boogeyman, the the Booty Man, you know, butts. All right, butts butt stuff. Butt stuff. Uh, <laughs> more notably, he was also Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Yeah, that's a little bit more notable. Uh, yeah. Just a little bit. <laughs> Hulk Hogan's best friend, of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, so uh, the Zodiac had then um, joined the Dungeon of Doom in an effort to destroy the world of Hulkamania. Cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> Randy Savage, of course, is a um, begrudging ally of Hulk's. Uh, simply because um, uh, they they're former you know friends and uh, you know the mega powers and all that stuff, but yada yada. But Randy really has his eye on the title. Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, the stipulation for this match, for whatever reason, and it's it's never made apparent why. I think I I really don't know. Mm. Um, so if Randy Savage wins his match. And Lex Luger, in the later part of the night, wins his match. They will have a match against each other later on in the night. This is not a tournament. This is not for a number one contender spot. (laughs) They're just, you know, I guess they're both viable candidates for a title shot in the future. See, that's what I was going to ask. Like, is this a a number one contender? Like, because that would make at least a little bit of sense. Yeah, I mean, I've... You would you would imagine so, right? Like, and also, you know, it just so happens that both of them did win their matches, so they did have the match later on in the night. But what if just one of them didn't win the match? Would the would that match later on just not happen at all? They never explained that, right? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, I guess I guess the match would just not happen at all. They'd be like, oh well, um, hmm. sorry, Randy. Like, <laughs> well, I, I I'm sorry that Lex just couldn't pull it off. Yeah. Uh, Better luck next time, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I I just don't know what you would throw out there. Uh, I don't know. This starts a long uh, theme throughout the uh, pay-per-view of just, you know, presenting something as fact and and then never really expanding or explaining it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This match is notable mostly for the commentary, of course. Tony Schiavone and Bobby Mm. the Brain Heenan. Uh, joking around and having fun and in the commentary booth. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Randy Savage is just uh, destroying the Zodiac. Oh, it was so rough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, pretty pretty mercilessly. Um, you know, uh, you know he uh, he he did get a little bit hurt during the match, of course. Um, mm. But uh, you know he uh, pulled it off with the big elbow drop for the win. So. Of course. Yeah, this is the one where the fan uh, stormed the ring, isn't it? Um, that that is actually later on in the evening. Is it okay? A bit, Excuse me. A little bit Sorry. later on. No, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, this match was over in about uh, I want to say just shy of two minutes. Uh, yeah, maybe, uh, maybe Wikipedia has it at a minute and a half. Yeah. Yeah. It. Oh man, this match did nothing for me. Yeah, um, 
I mean, like I said, it's notable for the commentary more than anything. <laughs> well, yeah, just because they're they're talking about seemingly anything else other than what's happening in the ring at the moment. Right. Which, I mean, <laughs> you know, you'd think for just a minute and a half, your attention would be maybe a little bit more, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you Focused. can't you can't be on for a minute and a half. Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this this match was just uh, it it was bad. Uh, j- just gonna put it uh put it that way. Um, I, I gave it half <laughs> a star. Um, uh, you you actually <laughs> there's been a bit of a reversal of fortune then because um. <laughs> I actually gave this a zero. I'm not rating oh, this. Man. I'm not rating this at all. This is bullcrap. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, rest in peace, Randy. But I've yes. seen you have much, much better matches. Yeah. Um, in hindsight, I don't know why I thought uh, this deserved half the star. Um, I did give these ratings like as I was watching them. Oh, okay. So, I mean, that's but, the best uh, way to do it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think I gave it half for uh, just Macho Man being Macho Man, to be honest. <laughs> so, um, one of the real stars of this show is Mean Gene Okerlund, um, mm. who yes. uh, unfortunately passed away earlier this year. Um, but rewatching this, you can truly tell how much of a a genius a man of of his stature and his position. Uh, how much of a genius he really was. Uh, he's backstage with the new TV champ, uh, Johnny B. Bad. Uh, Johnny cuts a promo, uh, talking about his, his dreams coming true, um, and uh, they, they pop some champagne. Uh, or, or they're going to be popping some champagne, rather. Mm. Uh, uh, mean Gene wants in on the festivities and offers to sing, uh, I believe, some Little Richard. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, I wouldn't be opposed. Yeah, I mean, you know, who knows? Maybe uh, maybe he's got a singing voice on him, Mean Gene. I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> You're going to just leave it at that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to leave it at that. Okay. <laughs> um, I remember you conversing with me as you were watching the show, and uh, this next match you said was uh, probably one of your favorites, surprisingly. Uh, yeah, um... Yeah, I mean it was fun. Uh I don't want to say that I uh that it was like a great match or anything. <laughs> um but up until this point this was the first match where I was like, okay. Okay. I, I mean at least you gave me something, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh th- this match that we're referring to of course is uh, Kurosawa taking on Road Warrior Hawk. Um, this is a revenge match, of course, uh, as Kurosawa actually ends up breaking Road Warrior Hawk's arm, um, or, or had done so previously, rather. Uh, this was kind of just a brawl from the start, from everything mm. that I can, you know, that, from everything that I saw and, and recollected for, through my notes here. Um, uh, again, the commentary stands out to me most of all here. Um, there's a uh, there's a sign in the crowd. Uh, Tony points out that it says it. It, um, it says Bobby the Brain for Mayor is what the sign reads, and uh, oh uh, yeah, Brain says uh, just what I need: a pay cut and living in a bad neighborhood. Um, <laughs> of course, this show takes place from Detroit, uh, so you know I, you can just tell how highly Bobby the Brain thinks of Detroit. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, th- this match was, it, it was fine. Um, the the reason I rated it as highly as I did uh, was just because there was some solid actual wrestling in the match, at least. Um, it, it seemed, you know, for the most part thought out. Um, it, it didn't have the, the sloppy factor that the opening match had, I think. Um, so, I mean, it it wasn't too long. There wasn't that much about it that was like, you know, crazy extravagant or anything. It was just a fine match. It, it mean, it was all right. I mean, look, I think we're putting this in perspective, calling it a fine match amongst all the other shenanigans that happened during the night. Uh, that is absolutely true, and thank you for pointing that out. <laughs> right. Uh, because if you put this up against, like, Seth Rollins versus AJ Styles from last week, let's say, Mm. Uh, which was a fine match, right? It was right. fine. Yeah. Um, that was like light years ahead of this. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I think I, I'm all of my star ratings for this pay per view are in a bubble of, yeah. of uh, this pay per view only. Uh, so it, it's in relation to the other ratings. You know? I, I see. Yeah. Um, uh, Kurosawa, uh, he ends up pinning uh, Road Warrior Hawk with some assistance uh, from his manager, uh, mm. who was at ringside, uh, uh, Colonel Robert Parker. Uh, so uh, it was a very brief match. Uh, not what you would really want uh, from a grudge match, but, you know, that's uh, that's what they gave you. Uh, this, yeah, I this... mean, they should have cut off five minutes from the opener and added it onto this one, honestly. Yeah, I- I'm just giving this uh, uh, half a star. Yeah, that's all, that's about all you're going to get from me here on that one. Half? Half, half a star? Yeah, it was. this was bullcrap. I hated this match. Damn. <laughs> Man, look, look, look! That is so brutal. Let me explain Take this. That road warrior hawk. Yeah, let me explain God. this. Let me explain this though. Look, Go ahead. this was billed as a a grudge match, right? And it went three thirteen <laughs> and ended in some kind of dumbass smudge finish. And you know, there was no <laughs> follow up to this here. Um, you know, and, and, and I just, it's, it's baffling to me. Hold I, the phone. What did you rate the opener? Uh, I gave that two stars, I believe is what I said. What the hell? Yeah. I mean, there was actual wrestling in that match though, Steven. <laughs> I mean, there was wrestling in this one. Yeah, what are you the, talking about? Yeah, some, some wrestling, you know, some, some no selling. And then. Man. You know, a, a a crappy finish. It wasn't good. Half a star is what you're getting from me. Goodness. What what about yourself? I gave this one two. Oh wow, that's a yeah. huh. Well, I they... enjoyed it. I, I mean, <laughs> what, what more do you want from me? Like, I I enjoyed it. It wasn't like the most amazing thing, but yeah, half a star is just. Hey, we're all entitled to our opinion. <laughs> hey, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Goodness. Uh, um, Bobby, uh, not the Bobby the Brain, uh, but rather Mean Gene is backstage uh, with the Macho Man, um, who has his arm kind of like in a sling, um, uh, which uh, uh, Mean Gene makes a reference to when Macho Man got bitten on the arm by Jake the Snake uh, Roberts' uh, Cobra. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, it's a it's a very large bandage. Um, but uh, <laughs> uh, Macho Man gives his normal, you know, crazy shtick. Uh, brings up how uh, Mean Gene's mustache is crooked. That part was so freaking funny <laughs> because he actually was able to stump uh, Macho Man, and Macho really didn't know what to say. He was just like cool right he, he says your beard is a little sideways too but i don't want to get into that i'm yeah I'm, <laughs> he's like I, i'm a better man than that uh, yeah. i'm not gonna take pot shots at you and he's like cool <laughs> yeah that's okay <laughs> it was so great uh anyways continue <laughs> um macho puts over that he he definitely wants Luger to win his match tonight even if it involves helping Luger win the match mm. um, he hypes up the uh, Hulk Hogan and Giant match later um, of course and uh, says he'll be watching through uh, I believe closed circuit or video scope he, I, I don't remember what he said um, but of course he uh, said something like that Yeah, he'll be watching later tonight ooh mm-hmm. yeah ooh yeah yeah, so yeah. yeah, classic Macho Man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this next match was quite interesting. Mm. Um, <laughs> Mr. JL, who uh, for any wrestling historians out there, um, uh, is Jerry Lynn. You know the legend Jerry Lynn uh, from ECW fame. You know TNA fame. Worked the Indies forever and ever and ever. Um, now works for AEW. Um, as um, hmm. uh, just in the in the back, uh, mostly as like a like a talent, like not maybe not trainer is the right word, uh, hmm. but like an an expert on staff, basically uh, like a mentor, uh, kind of. Yeah, I would say uh, mentor is probably a really good word for it for sure. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, uh, Mr. Jerry Lynn, uh, Mr. J L rather, of course, is in a mask as Mr. J L. Um, uh, so. He's taking on Sabu, also from ECW fame, uh, because mm. at this time Sabu was working for WCW. Uh, Sabu comes out with uh, The Sheik. Uh, for any of those who do not know, The Sheik is from Detroit. This is the old Sheik, not the Iron Sheik. Let's make that very clear here. Mm. Uh, the Sheik is a um, uh, very prominent, uh, and uh, he's like the proto-hardcore wrestler. Right, he was, mm. he would use forks and you know different cutlery and that kind of thing in the middle of his matches. Uh, Goodness, all, yeah, always very bloody, gruesome affairs. I mean, I'm not opposed to that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, you know, when you see a guy get jabbed in the forehead enough times with a fork, you know, yeah, uh, man, yeah, it's a it's a bit it can be a bit grim. Um, we didn't get to see any of that this match, though, which is good. Uh, <laughs> um, it was very much a, a cruiserweight. Uh, I, I hate even using that word when describing Sabu, but this was very much um, like a, a faster-paced affair, perhaps. A yeah, l- definitely. A little bit more technique than what some of the other guys had been displaying this uh, uh, pay-per-view. Yeah, yeah, no, I actually... Um... You know, I actually enjoyed the match uh, compared to some of the other matches. Um, I did like, you know, some of the high-flying spots that they were doing and uh, some of the 
you know, technical, a little bit more technical aspects of the match. Mm. Um, it, it definitely had some some weirdness with uh, the Sheik being there. Um, but, I mean, I, I think, honestly, this one could have gone on a little longer, and I wouldn't, I've, I'd actually be happy if it went on a little longer. I was really welcoming to the, uh, you know, the little fast-paced kind of high-flying uh, thing that this match was giving mm-hmm. compared to, you know, the the really heavy-hitting uh, big slams that almost every other match was, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, there were some some pretty bad botches, particularly on Sabu's oh, part. absolutely. I have one in particular. Okay. Uh, it was the... So... Forgive me, I don't know exactly what this move's called. It's either a Panama Sunrise or a Canadian Destroyer. I I couldn't really uh, figure out if it was one way or another. So, uh, uh, the Panama Sunrise is simply Adam Cole's take on the Canadian Destroyer, where he does like a like a uh, a little a little jump from like the middle rope down mm. onto the opponent, and then does the Canadian Destroyer, whereas. Um, the Canadian destroyer or the Mexican destroyer, whichever way you look at it, is uh, just a flipping pile driver. Okay, just a flipping pile driver. You know, it's like, yeah, you know, standard <laughs> shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, that uh, Sabu did did one of those onto Mister GL and uh, totally botched it. And uh, I mean, JL just landed straight on his head. Yeah, uh, it, it was pretty rough. It was real rough to watch. I think I audibly went ooh like right when it happened. Yeah, I mean it was it was not good. Um, mm. There there was definite lack of selling on Sabu's part, which is not mm. uh, not unfamiliar with his ECW days. Um, he you know he just doesn't uh, he's like invincible. He just doesn't sell. Kind of like how the Road Warriors would like purposefully no sell because they're like we're the Road Warriors. We're you know. We're awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, yeah. But it's like, come on, damn it. Just fucking give me something here. Yeah, I mean, like, that, dude, like, that hurt. Like, (laughs) yeah. You know? Like, like Mr. JL's giving his all out there, and you're just like, eh, no. Yeah. (laughs) But no, I I mean, I I did enjoy the match. Um, I ended up giving this one two stars, uh, specifically from the, uh, the, you know, the fast-paced kind of high-flying stuff. I, I dig it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm going to give it another probably about maybe a one and a half here. Um, yeah. There's not really any kind of story uh, leading up to the match. There's no reason why these two guys should be facing each other. Uh, right. There's no selling here in the match, uh, particularly on Sabu's part. It was just kind of chaotic. Um, yeah. I mean, that's mm-hmm. not necessarily a bad thing, though. Chaos. Yeah, I mean, but it's just like three minutes of boiled chaos. Uh, yeah, you know, um, in the post match, uh, the Sheik uh, he does one of his uh, more iconic kind of uh, uh, displays here. He ends up throwing a fireball at Mister JL. Um, yep. You know, uh, the camera just, just, just barely got it in focus. <laughs> it was in like the very corner, right? It yeah. Was, uh, just, they did do a replay uh, and showed it a little bit better, mm-hmm. so that's cool. I guess would have been better in the moment, but whatever. Yeah, I agree. Uh, let's see here. After this match, we get a quick 
promo from the master and the task master. See, you say quick, uh, but in the moment, it felt like an eternity. Right. Um, <laughs> because the master rambled for what seemed like three to five minutes, and yeah. in which none of it was audible. Oh, no. No, I, not at I, all. I, I couldn't understand a damn word he was saying. Absolutely not. Um... And of course, the the Taskmaster looks like some kind of weird combination between like Jabba the Hutt and King Kong Bundy, and the Flash, uh, and the Flash. <laughs> yeah, I, the. Well, you're you're I talking was... about the Taskmaster. Indeed, yes. I'm talking about oh, yeah. the Master, the oh, the, the guy see. who sits in his on the throne. He looked like some weird combination of uh, yeah, Jabba. Okay. And, okay. King Kong Bundy, but yes, the Taskmaster. The uh, I mean the the red and the yellow. I could see how you would say that. Yeah, it's got like the lightning bolt on it, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or several lightning bolts, I guess. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. This was weird. Um. Yeah, I said it reminds me of old school Batman. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very, very much influenced, I guess, perhaps by Batman movies. Um. They they bring up their insurance policy, uh, the Yeti, or uh, as we will be known forever, the Yeti. The Yeti. The Yeti. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, that was five minutes. <laughs> yeah, it felt like 30. Yeah, no, of course. Uh, um, Bobby the Brain Heenan and uh, Tony Schiavone uh, put over... The importance of the Yeti uh, and how they were breaking him out of the ice on Nitro. Um, yeah. Yeah. Crazy stuff. Now, nobody knows what the Yeti looks like. Right, right. Right. Um, we, we oh, you will. Yeah. Oh, you will. <laughs> um, I, we can skip over this next part, but I do just want to mention yeah. that Harley Davidson promo was accidentally hilarious. Uh, we'll go ahead and talk about it, Stephen, if you if you feel a certain way about it. I mean, just super quickly. It, I don't remember what specifically Hogan said. I think he was saying something like, "Oh, brother, you know, brother, brother." Oh, I mean, brother. Yeah, one of those things. <laughs> uh, but you know, he was saying something like, "Oh, maybe we can, maybe we can get some extra chrome on this guy or, or something like that." And yeah. one of the one of the chicks in the back was supposed to say a line. And she totally just pushed the mic away because she was laughing so hard. And <laughs> I, I busted out laughing. She's it was like, so I, funny. I don't want to say anything. <laughs> like, I can't. I can't do it. <laughs> it was awesome. Why won't the brother say the line? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, brother. You can do it. Now I'm turning into Vince now. Um, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Who he probably wasn't watching. Uh, he, I don't know what he was doing that night. Nah, I mean he doesn't watch NXT. We can't expect him to watch this. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. The next match here uh, was the Ming versus Lex Luger match. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if again, if Lex Luger wins this match, he faces uh, Randy Macho Man Savage later on in the evening, where there are no stakes or stipulations. <laughs> Yeah, angles for no reason. Woohoo! Yeah, right. Um, this match was so bad. So Ming is also of the dungeon of <laughs> Ming is also of the dungeon of doom. 
Um, Luger, also a very shaky ally of Hulk Hogan's, but again, he really has his eye on the title this whole time. As uh, most people do. As mo- and, and as you should, really. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, Ming, if you don't know, uh, he's probably one of the most legitimate tough guys that there ever was in wrestling. Uh, the man could legitimately rip your eye, your eyes out of your skull, um, which is frightening. Oh, fun, yeah, frightening. Uh, uh, he had a very long career, of course, um, and he, uh, he takes on Lex Luger. Uh, one thing I will make note of here uh, regarding Lex Luger: he's not the best seller in the world. Yeah, damn it, he's not even the. He's not even close to the best wrestler in the world. Mm. But, my God, if he gets hit, you absolutely know it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, he gets hit with a chop or a punch or he gets slammed. Ah! Oh! Ah! Oh! Oh! oh, God! Yes. Uh, yeah, a he, lot of that. He's, he's very emotive with his, uh, with his selling, for sure. Yeah. Um... I mean, it was a. This was all right. I mean, this sure. was. This wasn't. This this wasn't nearly as bad as some of the other stuff that we've watched. Um, at least Ming's legit, you know. I mean, I suppose. Yeah. I don't know, man. This match was. If I had to put it into one word, it'd be boring. Oh my god, it was so boring. Yeah, I mean, there wasn't really a whole lot happening. You know? And like nothing for like almost 15 minutes it's just like goodness yes yes you know um and uh it, this was capitalized by the, the the finish here um in which uh you know uh i mean you you tell it steven T- tell the nice people what happened here Okay, so this is the one where uh, Ming took out his his like shiv thing. Uh, yeah. What's it called? The what do they gold, call it? The golden spike. There it is, the golden spike. So he takes the golden spike out of his uh, you know leotard uh, attire, or whatever, yeah. and hits hits Lex Luger with it um, after the the ref is uh, you know away for something, um, and and he hits it with it, and then there's a pin attempt. And then someone breaks it up, right? Someone breaks the pin? Yes. The Taskmaster himself, Kevin Sullivan, kicks Ming uh, right in the head. Yeah, yeah. But but very softly, because he has to not anger (laughs) Ming. Yeah. He Uh, just, like, tapped him. Yeah, he just tapped him. And, And that... That made Ming quite irate, so the Taskmaster still had to calm down Ming. Mm. But, for whatever reason, this was brilliant enough to where we still get, of course, the Macho Man versus Lex Luger. Yeah. Again, angles for no reason. Woohoo! Right. Um, Steven, any, uh, any star rating here? (laughs) This match sucked. Like, I, I (laughs) really, really did not like this match. It was boring as all hell um nothing happened for 15 minutes half a star half okay yeah i mean i, I would say uh, i would say you've got that about right uh about half a star is what i would give this here as well um just nothing happening 
Um, it was better than like a lot of the other stuff that we perhaps saw, maybe to a degree. Um, yeah, to a certain maybe, degree. Maybe. I, I think for me, up to this point, the best match that I had seen was either uh, the Road Warrior match or uh, more seriously, the Sabu match. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm still going with the DDP one uh, so far here. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, meanwhile, of course. Uh, mean Gene Okerlund and the Giant, uh, you know, talk about the monster trucks. Um, Horsepower. So, um, a big theme throughout this night here, if you go back and watch this pay-per-view, is Hulk Hogan and the Giant not only would have a match this uh, uh, at Halloween Havoc 1995, but they would actually have a uh, a monster truck sumo battle up at the top of Kobo Hall, which is the the stadium that they're in. Or is it Kobo Hall or Kobo Arena? I think it's uh, Kobo Arena, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So there will be a, 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 a like some kind of tug-of-war monster truck battle at the top of this stadium. Yeah. Um, you know, they say that the monster trucks are between eleven and 12,000 pounds. And mm-hmm. uh, three thousand horsepower. That's a lot of horses. It's a lot of horses. But guess what? Um, I'm watching a wrestling match. I don't care. I, well, you're you're watching a, a monster truck match, apparently. Well, well, I mean, I'm watching a wrestling show. I, right. Like I don't I don't care about the horsepower of these trucks. Right. You know. Of course. Whatever. Um, I we may need like an architect. Or like a, a contractor or someone to help explain this to me. But if you have two monster trucks at about twelve thousand pounds each on top of this stadium, it seems like a very bad idea. Oh yeah, yeah, it has bad idea written all over it, mm-hmm. it, it for multiple reasons, uh, more than what you just mentioned. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it, well, yes. <laughs> um, so of course. We we uh we have the two monster trucks at the top of the stadium, and Hulk Hogan will hop in one, and the Giant will hop in another later on in the night. That brings, woo, yeah, woo indeed, sir. <laughs> uh, that brings us to what I can honestly say is the best match of the night here. Yes, just my personal opinion. Uh, I agree. Arn Anderson and Flying Brian Pillman. Uh, were to take on Ric Flair and Sting. Uh, however, uh, Ric Flair was attacked earlier in the night, putting his availability in this match in question. You know, uh, so uh, Arn Anderson and uh, Brian Pillman—they're the only members of the Four Horsemen left. You know, as they've been feuding with Ric Flair recently. Mm. Um, so Sting comes out. And takes on both Arn Anderson and Brian Pillman. And mm-hmm. what was actually pretty good. He he stood yeah. his own, uh, but you know, over time he did, you know, to get roughed up pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I mean continue. Go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's okay. What what's going on? Oh, I'm just I'm just thinking out loud. Just just saying stuff. Oh. You know. Okay. 
Yeah. No, I mean, uh, up until this point, it, it was decent. You know, uh, Sting's awesome. So seeing him in there, it was cool. Uh, he was holding his own uh, against the two, which was really cool to see. And then we had, uh, you know, and then we had Ric Flair come out. Yes. Ric Flair finally makes his triumphant march down to the ring, right? Sting's getting absolutely clobbered throughout the match. Yeah. Ric Flair is on the ropes begging for the hot tag. This is probably uh, probably one of the most anticipated hot tags of all time. So this is actually the the point of the match uh, where I, I kind of lost interest. Not Maybe that's not the right way to say it, but hmm. let me just say that whole angle with, you know, Rick reaching for the tag and, and Sting trying to get to him and and uh, Brian Pillman and Arn Anderson shutting him down at every chance, mm. it just went on way too long. Mm. I kind of way too long. I, I kind of felt the opposite. I felt like it was good tension building, right? Like this, like of all the matches that we have to bear through, <laughs> yeah. this one actually had the most semblance of storytelling and actually yeah. gave you the most in ring build towards something of the whole night, which was great, I thought. Um, So, I definitely see where you're coming from, for sure. It's Mm -hmm. just like, you know, the the whole keep him away from his partner thing is is cool, but, you know, when he reaches for Flair for like the 30th time and and gets shut down for like the 30th time, it's Mm -hmm. like, okay, like I, I... I, I know where this is going. Like, you're not keeping anything from me. I know where this is going. And I don't know. Just get there. I don't know. <laughs> so so Sting's calling for Flair. You know, he, you know, Flair keeps saying, I'm here, Sting, I'm here. You know, he's, you know, Ric Flair's, you know, just hyped as all hell. He wants into the ring. He wants into this match. Oh yeah, he's strutting like crazy. Oh yeah, it's awesome. It's 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 like top class nature boy, Ric yeah. Flair here, right? Um, Sting finally, after so many attempts, makes the tag into Flair, right? Mm-hmm. You know, Arn Anderson is is in shock. You know, he's you know he doesn't want any part of the nature boy. You know, Rick. Flair then turns around and waffles Sting instead. Yep. The ref calls for the bell at 17 minutes due to a disqualification, I guess. I mean, he only just turned on Sting and then the bell rang. So, right. it really, it's a non finish to a match here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a beatdown uh, uh, just persisted here upon Sting. Poor Sting. Uh, was made to look like the dumbest man in all of wrestling for trusting Ric Flair to yeah. actually uh, you know, hold true to being a tag team partner um, against uh, you know the Four Horsemen, of course. Ric Flair takes to the mic after the match, and he says, "Now we go to school. First thing, don't jump on Double A. Second thing, you don't play around with flying Brian." And the third thing, you never mess around with the nature boy. And the fourth thing you learn, you don't walk, talk, or breathe unless the horseman wants you to. Woo! Woo! Yeah. (laughs) 
No, that I mean that uh that promo at the end was awesome. It was a great promo. Again, it was great. This this whole thing was probably about the the only thing. <laughs> if you're looking for something of quality, uh, mm-hmm. this would be the only part found here. Uh, in, in this entire yeah. show, um, mm-hmm. if you're looking for comedy, uh, then then or or just terrible wrestling, then boy, we've got you covered. <laughs> they got you covered, yeah. No, I mean, I, I'm very conflicted on this match just because, you know, I, I like all the guys in the ring. I thought Sting looked great out there. Ric Flair obviously was selling the hot tag super super well, mm-hmm. and I mean, it's it's freaking Ric Flair, you know, like he's awesome, but it's just something about the match I felt like it was going on for for way too long and it, it just started to really drag for me the the ending and the the Ric Flair turn on Sting and the promo at the end did do it a little bit of service of, of you know bringing it back a, a little bit but the the actual match itself was just kind of trudging along for me personally mm. mm-hmm. I mean and I can definitely understand that. Um, I mean, it just emphasized, uh, obviously, uh, Ric Flair is to not be trusted. Yeah, um, I mean, if anything, the best part of this match for me was the, the story of the yes. match. Absolutely yeah. agree. Uh, so I gave this about three and a half. I, I really liked this match, and, and I also liked more so for the, um, uh, the, the, the story and the, the post-promo work. For sure, yeah. Um, I ended up giving this one two and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's pretty low, um, but uh, that's how I'm feeling. So, oh, that's about the highest rated match that you have so far. <laughs> it is, it is, and um, uh, for good reasons. Definitely, without a doubt, the best match on the card. Uh, Lex Luger is backstage cutting a promo on the uh, the match that he'll have later with Macho Man. Um, he wants to become a champion. Uh, and uh, the greatest of all time. Um, go, hey, good for you. Good, good for, plan. Yeah, I mean, hey, sol- solid stuff, buddy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you have good intentions. Yeah, I was having a super hard time uh, hearing him during that promo, though. Mm. We we then cut to Eric Bischoff, who is with a monster truck expert, I believe. Yeah, uh, he, he designed uh, Bigfoot. Yeah, the Bigfoot monster truck, monster truck expert. Uh, yeah. So, uh, and of course, Bobby the Brain Heenan is there as well. Um, so, oh, Bob Chandler is that guy's name. Bob Chandler. Okay, yep. got it, got it. Um, so we get um, we get kind of like more promo work here. Uh, Hogan is Dark Side Hogan. You know, he's he's uh, which is like. A prototype to Hollywood Hogan. He's, right. He's trying to feel his his bad side as to combat the the evil Dungeon of Doom. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dressed in all black, yep. mustacheless. Yeah, black um, uh, black bandana. Uh-huh. Um, he even uses what will then later become the old Hollywood Hogan uh, Hollywood Hogan trunks. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> so uh, take that for what you will. Yeah. Um, the the rules um <laughs> so the, oh, the the monster trucks are linked up together in the front and it's it's uh, i mean 
so it's supposed to be like a sumo match, right? With monster trucks, like they're they're attached together at the front, and right. you're supposed to knock, uh, I guess, the other one outside of the circle that they've built on top of this arena. Yeah, both axles. Both yes. axles need to be out of the circle. Bo- both axles. And for whatever reason, for whatever reason, mm. they have uh, some charges uh, set. <laughs> Um, and they also tell you that, uh, the gas tanks, uh, are, uh, uh, that they use alcohol. Right. Um, none of this seems like a good or safe idea at all. No, I mean, monster trucks that run on alcohol. Explosive charges. uh, Explosive charges on top of a roof. Um, also the, the monster trucks are welded together. They're driven by professional wrestlers. Right. Yes. Uh, it's which let me just say, if this is a sumo match, why are they welded together? Like you don't chain sumo wrestlers together and, and let them have a match. Like I, I, I wondered <laughs> the same thing, but at the same time, with them not being like professional drivers, like the chances of one of those motor and um, one of those monster trucks rather, like flying off. I mean, it would only exponentially increase, and then they would actually I mean, yeah. have some, like, pure carnage on their hands. Yeah, but see, just that right there gives you plenty of reasons to just not have it. <laughs> You're absolutely right, Stephen. I can't, I mean, uh, I, I, I can't disagree. Um, I, I kind of forgot what I was watching for a second. Like, I don't know. They were, so... Uh, the monster trucks, yeah, uh, is, is uh, that was actually very well said, Stephen. This was a very forgettable affair. They hyped it as a very historic event for some reason. Right, for um, some reason, it lasted five minutes. Uh, I guess it just goes to show how um, what frame of mind I guess Eric Bischoff had been in. Delusional. Um, yeah. <laughs> um. So yes, these monster trucks pushing and pulling each other one way and another for about four minutes until Hulk Hogan's monster truck finally takes the giant's truck over uh, the line uh, with both Mm. axles for the win here. Uh, (laughs) See, what? uh, another thing that's funny about the finish to me is, like, it doesn't mean anything or matter. You know, like, if... If the giant had won this, okay. I mean, Hulk di- Hulk happened to win, okay. I mean, th- there's there's no stipulation. There's nothing on the line. Like, there's no reason for this other than to just, oh, look at all that horsepower, you know? Yeah, no, I mean that's what it's all about, dog. <laughs> that suppose. horsepower. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Post match is what it was all about, though, because both men got out of the monster trucks. To uh, giant was very. Very upset. Let me just say, this is, like, if you thought the pay-per-view wasn't good up until this point, this is where it really starts to go off the rails. Yes. Uh, They started choking each other for some reason near the edge of the arena. Let me me reiterate, they are outside on the rooftop of the arena. Of a five-story building. Yes, and they are choking each other, and all of a sudden... Hulk gains the leverage, the giant loses balance, and falls over backwards. <laughs> Commentary is hushed with 
confusion and and distraught, yeah. they think the giant is dead. They then pan the the camera to the the murky ocean or or waters below rather uh, i was almost expecting to see him like splashing around or something right or, or like you see like a hand come up out of the water right right <laughs> and then or slowly just like go back body, down just a body floating or something <laughs> yeah, some some bubbles emerging from the from below the surface yeah <laughs> uh that that would have been wonderful yeah um, it would have been something <laughs> yeah um yes so uh hulk hogan commits homicide <laughs> I, I guess <laughs> on top yeah. of uh you know on top of uh, Co- uh kobo arena <laughs> so so of course everyone at home now realizes that they are all a party to a murder hulk hogan yeah. yells oh no what have i done and immediately runs away <laughs> Yeah, and he's like, help! Help! help. I just killed a man! Help! <laughs> it's, it's pretty brilliant. <laughs> yeah, good guy, good guy Hogan. <laughs> yes. Merged the dude, but wants to get him some help, so. Meanwhile, back inside, uh, the, the dismayed commentary tried to get it together uh, while trying to... Um, hype up this Lex Luger Randy Savage match. It was so bad. They're worried that the the world title match may be canceled later tonight. Yeah. I, I mean, of course. I mean, one of them probably just died. Yeah. I I mean, it looks like it. That's a, that's a five-story building. Like I don't yeah. know, man. Yeah. Um this We also learned that Eric Bischoff's a terrible actor. Not the best on commentary either. No, definitely not. Um, for the Lex Luger, um, <coughs> excuse me. For oh, the, by the way, zero stars. Yeah, for truck match. I mean, yeah, I, I think that goes without saying. Yes, zero stars. Absolutely, no, no stars here for that. Um, maybe one star for the homicide at the end. <laughs> uh. Because I've never been a party to a murder before, and it made me feel kind of special. Fair enough. <laughs> um, I, as far as Lex Luger and Randy Savage is concerned, um, I've seen much better between these two many times mm. over. It was okay. Yeah, um, it's fine. Yeah, I mean it's whatever. Um, so, uh, mouth of the south, Jimmy Hart's on the apron. Uh, you know, to uh, I guess uh, he he's with Lex Luger at this point, if I'm not mistaken. Right, and uh, you are correct. Uh, he's trying to provide distraction here. Um, you know, Luger tries some some cheating here and there to to get the win. Um, it's not enough. Macho Man, uh, of course, was able to to you know um, do a little bit of reversal here. Um, you know, beats down on Luger to the point where he can hit the macho elbow drop um, within about five minutes. So mm-hmm. uh, this one was, again, not great. Uh, maybe about maybe about half to maybe one full star altogether. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. it was just not, uh, not very well planned. Uh, for what is, uh, what's interesting is Macho Man's a notorious, like, planner of his matches. Right. So, um, 
Yeah, I mean, it was it it was there. It, it was fine. I I didn't hate it, um, but I definitely didn't like it either. Is it, it, it was fine. I gave it one star. Um, I mean, yeah. Here's your star. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Uh, Tony Schiavone and uh, Bobby the Brain Heenan uh, taking verbal jabs at each other. Uh, uh, Bobby the Brain thinks uh, uh, Tony is not concerned enough about the Giants' well-being. After, uh, again, uh, the Giant being murdered, (laughs) Uh, uh, we hype up uh, what is going to try to be the main event. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was one funny spot where Heenan was like, "I just can't sit around and you know I can't wait for answers. I got I'm gonna go you know look for myself." And and he walks off and uh and then he just comes back like 30 seconds later and he's like, "There's like 200 people at the entrance." <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, I guess you weren't that into it. He he calls it a, a terrible accident. It, it, it was a, ter- a terrible accident, brother. <laughs> um, yeah. The giant, uh, he walks out, not even selling a limp. Hold not... on, can, can I just say, yeah, uh, Hogan, <laughs> the the way Hogan uh, was addressing the crowd, like, oh, I didn't mean for the giant to take the plunge, brother. <laughs> it's like, dude, you just killed a man, and you're like, oh, sorry, I slipped, like. <laughs> I slipped and was fortunate enough to to still land on on concrete, and he yeah. he fell. <laughs> yeah, that's a long fall down, brother. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it it absolutely is. You should be like way more upset with yourself right now, but whatever. Yes, absolutely. Um, to to put this into perspective, um, the giant, uh, obviously. Uh, he is uh, he he's fallen five stories off of this building. He's perfectly fine, you know, no injury, no concern, mm-hmm. no just, scratch, no scratch, Nothing. just walking down the ring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, they they have a match. It's um, it's interesting. Hulk Hogan reveals uh, upon taking off his bandana to the confusion of the giant. That Hulk Hogan also has the Taskmaster uh, painted on horns on his head. Which, let me just say... What? Yeah, I uh, didn't... What? I didn't really understand either. Like, like I understand, you know, Hulk, you know, accessing his dark side and, you know, dressing in black and, and you know, doing some heel moves. But, like, are, are you... Are you in cahoots with with the Taskmaster? Are you part of Dungeon of Doom? Like, yeah, what is that, this? That's shit? a that's a very clear like comparison that you're yeah. drawing here. Yeah, why and, don't you just high five the giant and just just join up with them and just call it a day? And everyone, you know, good night, everybody. Yeah. But like, it, and they do mention it. Uh, I know one of the commentators is like, oh, he's he has the Taskmaster paint, but that's it. They they don't ever explain it. They they give no explanation whatsoever and i'm very bothered (laughs) like anyways um multiple long uh bear hugs during this oh my god 
There were um, so many bear hugs. Um, believe it or not, of course, ladies and gentlemen, this is actually the Giants' debut match in WCW. Yeah. Um, this is actually this actually might be his debut match in his wrestling career. Believe it or not. Um, I mean, he looked fun. Yeah, I mean, fun. for for somebody uh, somebody who's just starting out as a wrestler, uh, not not uh, not too shabby. Yeah. Um, but the the extended bear hugs were ridiculous, and I'm sure that was at the behest of Hogan, uh, because yeah. that's what Andre did. He gave Hogan big bear hugs to try and break Hogan's back and squeeze him to death. Right. Uh, Bobby the Brain is doing his absolute best to put this match over. Oh, um, on man. commentary, <laughs> watching uh, them try to hype it up or listening to them try to hype it up when we're clearly watching what we're watching is just the funniest thing. Yeah, it's it's absolute shit. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> Hogan hulks out, and um, you know he's he's trying to get this match going, trying to get it to the finish, and then of course another bear hug. Uh, yep, yep. Upon this bear hug, Macho Man and Lex Luger come out. Uh, man, this is this is really where it gets confusing. Yes, because Lex Luger then turns on Macho Man and turns on Hulk Hogan. Right. And, and starts attacking them both, and joining forces with the Giant. Oh, we forgot that, uh, that uh, Jimmy Hart... Uh, turns on Hogan right before that happens. Yes, of course. Yeah, Jimmy Hart also, yes, uh, turns on Hogan as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the moment that we've all been waiting for, the insurance policy. Oh, my God. The Yeti. <laughs> now, just to paint you a picture here, when I say the Yeti, which is the proper pronunciation. Tony right. Schiavone just happens to just screw it up left and right throughout the night. <laughs> um, you would imagine probably a, a giant hulking gorilla-like person, correct? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That is absolutely not what we got. <laughs> uh, this was a seven-foot-four mummy. Oh yeah, a, that a, was a mummy. A mummy sure. uh, who lumbered out to the ring. And while Hogan was in yet another bear hug, or the third or one, the third one of the match, mm-hmm. the Yeti joins in on the bear hug and seemingly starts to hump Hulk Hogan it, it's, in the bear yeah. hug. Yeah, it's uh, very awkward to watch. Um, I really sp- don't know what he was uh, doing there. You really could have just put your arms around him and called it a day. I don't understand what the vibrating and pulsing was about. Um, yes. Definitely looked like a dry hump, if I've ever seen one. Yes. <laughs> um, the the match ends, of course, here in a disqualification because of all the shenanigans um, yeah. as uh, Hogan is trapped in this double bear hug horrible porno situation uh, <laughs> and uh, the, the giant steals the belt believing he is champion um, mm-hmm. you know uh, of course this is not to be the case here the giant would later uh, be stripped of the title and it would be on the line at the next pay per view for up for grabs in right. a 60 man 
Battle Royal featuring, of course, uh, the Yeti, <laughs> the Giant, and Hulk Hogan. Yeah, th- so this part was funny because, you know, the the bell rang, but no one really knew what happened. And uh, uh, apparently uh, Hulk Hogan did win because... Uh, before all the sh- the other shenanigans, uh, Jimmy did turn on Hulk, uh, and so he then won by disqualification. Well, but here here's the deal, though. It was Macho Man and Lex Luger who came out first, and I guess they initiated it so that the Giant would win by disqualification because they mm-hmm. waived the disqualification rule. I see. Which I is see. why the Giant, of course, won the title. Yeah, they then reverse this decision later, which is just—I don't even know. Like, why? Why even do that? that well, you point? go through all the shenanigans, and like, no one's the champion now. Like, right? We're we're not having champions anymore. We're 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 doing away with it for a month. Yeah this this match left me with so many questions. Um, like. Why? So no explanation to uh, the giant either dying and coming back to life, or uh, if he survived the fall, uh, nothing. Uh, no one, no one seemed to know if he fell in the parking lot or in the water. Uh, did Hogan turn heel uh, with all those heel moves? Why was he wearing Taskmaster paint? Yeah, it, this was I, it, this was again very proto Hollywood Hogan, in which he was like giving like thumb to the eyes and like yeah. you know like being very heelish. Yeah, and I mean, you you have the whole Yete thing. Uh, I still really don't know what I just watched. Yes, uh, given all of that, um, and and and. One more time. Why is he wearing Taskmaster paint? I don't that, know. That makes no sense. Again, the the best thing that I can do to rationalize that is he's trying to get in touch with his dark side, and he believes that this would either confuse uh, the giant uh, or help him gain some kind of dark advantage and be well, dark side Hulk Hogan. It confused me. So, yeah. success, I guess. I don't know. Yes. Um, absolutely this this main event was an unbridled success um no this <laughs> this paper this this main event was certainly minus at least three stars at least yeah it was um i don't even know the, the yete would eventually ultimately become uh um done away with um uh, he he would not be in the match at um, the the World War Three the sixty man battle royal. Oh uh, no! Yeah, he would not be in the match as the Yeti at least, um, uh. but rather uh, the um, I believe uh, I'm pulling up uh, the Wikipedia right now for him. Actually, believe it or not, there is a Wikipedia for uh, indeed the Yeti. Um, oh, yeah. Um, believe it or not. Um, let me see here. Where is it? Here it is. The Yeti. Uh, Ron Reese. Um, he is actually a legit build 7 foot 1 and 300 pounds, but they, they actually put um, uh, inserts into his boots to make him uh, a few inches bigger. 
Uh, mm. Taller, rather. Uh, he would later become the Super Giant Ninja. So take that for what you will. Cool. <laughs> he he would wear giant uh not like Power Rangers outfit but very very close uh yeah. with a with a ninja mask. Um so uh, there you go. Uh ladies and gentlemen, um there you have it. Um <laughs> WCW Halloween Havoc 1995. If you've heard this and you still want to go and watch it, I can't blame you. But yeah. but uh, uh, only watch it for historically bad purposes, or if you just want to see how far wrestling has actually come in 25 Indeed. years. Um, we don't have any if wishes were fishes this week um, because uh, I'm not a I can't tell the future, unfortunately. Mm. Yeah. Um, not that that's an excuse any normal week, uh, but <laughs> but we're actually recording this episode a few months in advance. Um, so, uh, just to be on the safe side here, Stephen, uh, instead of if wishes were fishes, um, let's end the show tonight with, uh, what did we learn? What did we learn, Stephen, from WCW Halloween Havoc 1995? Um, well, <laughs> not much. Um, <laughs> I, I will say sumo monster trucks do not work. Um, okay. I don't know who in the writing room suggested that. Um, I I don't understand why that was a gimmick that, that happened. Uh, I firmly believe that this pay-per-view would have been much, much, much better without it. Mm. Um, also without, you know, the, the constant uh, trying to hype it throughout the night. It, it just sounded very forced uh, by everyone that was pretty much talking about it. Mm. Um it, this is a wrestling show. Like I don't care about horsepower. I like I don't, <laughs> I don't understand why that was. You know they they were touting it as the this historic moment, the the first ever monster truck match. It's like I don't care. Like uh. <laughs> um. So I mean that that's that's probably the big one. Uh, another one is uh, I see why people jumped off of the WCW train. Hmm. hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, look, uh, things did get better for WCW um, not too long after this here, of course, uh, with the creation of the NWO. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it definitely shook them, uh, shook things up in WCW, and it changed the wrestling landscape in general. Um, but, uh, yes, um, this is a... Uh, uh, one of a few black eyes on the history of uh, of WCW uh, for yeah. sure. Um, definitely learned that um, uh, when you uh, when you advertise a yete, um, <laughs> I fully expect a, a, an actual man in a gorilla costume, like as a opposed, fucking yeti. Yeah, yeah. As, yeah, as opposed to a mummy, uh, perhaps. Um, Maybe I should have lowered my expectations. Uh, as a five-year-old, you can't, even get, your, you can't uh, even get your mythical creatures correct. Right, right. Uh, t- ten-year-old Tanner had to lower his—not ten-year-old, but five-year-old Tanner actually had to lower his expectations uh, for what, what he was going to see. Um, Hulk Hogan mustacheless, uh, kind of creeping me out. Not Absolutely. a not a big fan. Yeah. Um, 
What else did I learn? Randy Savage is great. Uh, if you if you didn't know this already, he's he's great. Um, he tried his best, but uh, there just wasn't a whole lot that could really save this show. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, uh, that that's that's what I learned. Uh, Ric Flair uh, and the Four Horsemen, great, great, great. And so yes. is Sting. Uh, yes. those were the best parts of of the show. Um, yes, everything else just straight up sucked. In my opinion, yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, pretty much like you just said, there there definitely were some good aspects of the show, mm. uh, small aspects, specifically the the uh, Ric Flair and the the Horseman storyline. I thought that was really, really well, really well done. Mm. Um, the match itself, blah blah blah. You can, you know, I already said how I feel about it. Um, and then obviously Randy Savage is great. He, he's always great. Yeah. Um, you know, so good aspects, uh, but the show as a whole just straight up not good. Yeah, yeah. N- not good at all. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, uh, go ahead and check it out if you want. It's on WWE Network. Um, I don't recommend it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, just just go there for us if you absolutely have to. Do it with us in mind, and and yeah. and watch that replay just to see for yourselves how horrific this pay per view was, <laughs> and how far we've come uh, yeah. since uh, since 1995 WCW. I do um, want to say mm-hmm. uh, I, I did enjoy just the aspect of uh, sitting down and watching a very old pay per view from start to finish. Yeah, uh, just just from the historical uh, aspect of it, I did enjoy that. You know, maybe this isn't the best example of that necessarily, but you know, I, this came out bef- before I was born, so I, I have no context for um, for a lot of these storylines and some of these people. Um, but it was kind of cool to be able to, you know, from start to finish, see, you know, just a small snapshot of of what wrestling was mm-hmm. uh, back then. That was really cool. So, so if anything, that was my favorite part of mm-hmm. of this pay per view. And this is indeed um, uh, the uh, just the beginning of this new series here that we will be uh, giving you guys for the next few weeks here on Headlock Talk, uh, both here as well as on Brain Buster Radio. So yes, indeed, if you want to hear all of this series, you have to also subscribe to Brain Buster Radio. Check us out every Tuesday, Tuesdays in Texas with Headlock Talk, and there's a lot of great content there uh, from all sorts of people um, who want to do this for you guys to make sure that we are, uh, you know, giving you the wrestling fan great content. So, um, you know, there's daily drops of of, of shows from um, all sorts of talent talented content creators out there definitely recommend that you uh, subscribe uh, uh, if not for them just to at least catch the next few episodes of Headlock Talk uh, so that way you can keep current with this series and again it's every Tuesday uh, Tuesdays in Texas with Headlock Talk on Brain Buster Radio Um, the next pay-per-view on our list which again you have to subscribe to Brain Buster Radio to listen to um will be uh let me see here oh yes wcw nwo nwo rather sold out 1997 the so, year i was born well there you go steven another yeah. another pay-per-view that was may or may not be older than you i don't i don't know um uh probably not my birthday's in february so probably not okay 
It sounds about right. Yeah. Um, so, yes. Uh, that'll be the next one. Uh, if you need help finding Brain Buster Radio, go go to Twitter at Brain Buster Radio. Uh, follow them there. There's also a link tree there. You can just click on the link tree and click on your preferred destination for listening to our content. Um, so whether that's iTunes, uh, Spotify, uh, whether that's Google Play, there's a bunch of them there. Um, of course, um, for our show... Uh, if you haven't subscribed already, definitely hit that subscribe button to make sure that you're getting all the content that we offer you. Um, uh, not only just this series, but all of our other shows as well. Um, you can uh, listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, um, Google Play, Podbean, and more. So definitely check that out there. Um, and if you feel as though we deserve it, uh, we would absolutely love and appreciate uh, a five-star review. And if you want to leave some kind words from us, uh, you know, we would love that as well. Um, Steven, do you have anything to say uh, else otherwise for me or for the nice people out there listening? Um, so I don't recommend this show. Uh, <laughs> but if you are going to watch it, watch it for the historical value and uh, one of the worst main events that I've ever seen. So, Yes. Yep. I am, of course, the Texas gentleman, Tanner Pruitt, and as always, over the internet, <laughs> the one, the only, Mr. Stephen Grudy. Thanks for listening, guys. Thank you, guys. And uh, again, check out Brain Buster Radio for part two, WCW NWO sold out 1997. Later, you guys. Later, Bye. y'all. Bye-bye. Central Ohio's most trusted team of orthopedic experts, we focus on what matters most, our patients. At Orthopedic One, we know we're only at our best when we're helping you get better. And every day, your commitment to overcoming pain and injury inspires and moves us. That's why we bring our best every day to earn your trust. Find a physician near you at orthopedicone.com. At Zenni, you get the same quality frame and lens options that you'd get from an optician for one-tenth of the price, including blue blockers, progressives, prescription sunglasses, and more. The best part? Try on any frame, anywhere, with our 3D virtual try-on. Zenni.com. Eyewear for everyone.